0: think back to a time when you were a kid you probably wanted to do things adults and older kids could do but you weren't allowed to that certainly was the case for me for my sister cousins and friends and i used to love to go to the uh, video store with my dad and sometimes with my mom and my sister and that was uh more than 30 years ago so and i'm really talking about the time before blockbuster these were like the local independent stores and they had a little section in the back with a sign that read must be 18 to enter. That's where all the adult films were displayed. Man, I used to, I used to wonder what was in there. It can't just be videos, right? But I would never get a chance to either walk in there and see what was on the cover of those video boxes or, for that matter, view any of the content in there. Now fast forward to 2021, every kid with a computer or smartphone and the internet, um, if they can access the internet, they can access the covers to adult content and also put themselves at risk for hundreds of other things. So things have certainly changed. Welcome back to the Dadpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Oliverin. Most of my episodes and content is around the topic of entrepreneurship and marketing. And when I when I set out to do the podcast, I really wanted to sort of thread the needle through my everyday life as a dad and homeschooling uh, teacher to my kids along with my wife. Um, but it's really hard to do that because what I'm really good at doing and what I really love talking about is business. And solving problems that uh, really keep companies from growing so I I do a lot of that and I haven't really had the opportunity to discuss parenting and other issues because I feel like there's so many channels out there that already do that and do it well right Um, so there's tons of mommy blogs and podcasts and they're obviously so much better at doing this than I'll ever be but I definitely have some some advice and and recommendations that I can make. And so today, what I really want to focus with you on is uh, the issue that millions of parents are dealing with, right? And that issue is technology. Now, I could say the internet is the problem, but really, it's, it's more than just the internet. It's the smart devices. It's the apps, social media companies, misinformation, cyber predators, and so much more. Ever since COVID uh, came, things just got worse. We know websites like OnlyFans and apps like TikToks have, have really exploded. And brands, celebrities and agencies, marketing and ad agencies, are not innocent in this ecosystem either. Everyone is profiting from this sort of massive amount of, of, of time that both adults and children are spending online. And I get it, COVID forced us all to spend an obscene amount of time online. The endless Zoom calls and distant learning courses, it's a lot to deal with, I get it. We're homeschooling our kids and we understand the challenges. But on the same token, technology has been a saving grace. Because I just imagine if, if COVID had hit us 30 years ago when we had none of this technology, we would have all suffered a much worse hit. And maybe that hit would have just been economic, or otherwise, I'm not sure, there's no way to tell. But I definitely know that we're at a time where most people are spending an obscene amount of, of time online, and, and so are the kids, which then puts you at higher risk. And that's what we wanna talk about today, ways that you can mitigate that risk. You as an adult know how to do that, Most kids don't. Consider the fact that the top 50 advertisers in the U.S. spent over a billion dollars on trying to reach you and your kids everywhere on social media, online, on Google Search, on Amazon, on YouTube, and everywhere. And that was also led by Amazon, who spent over $11 billion on marketing and advertising. Now, To most, the internet and the technologies around it, around them, it seems like a innocent ecosystem that just makes our lives easier, right? Whether it's a DoorDash or just ordering something on Amazon that is going to ship today and get here this afternoon. Now, you know, one could make a case that the brands are just trying to sell us more products, right? If the demand is here, then there shouldn't be an issue, right? Well, I think for the most part, yes, companies just want to grow and we can make a case for, you know, big companies versus small companies like right? Fortune 500s, like Amazon dominating and putting out small companies out of business. But that's a completely separate topic that I can talk about for days. But really, I think the, the issue at hand is what are these companies doing to keep, keep your kids safe, Right. And I believe that there are two internets and I also believe that there's two sets of technologies that, that should be in place. Now one internet should be for kids and the other internet should be for adults and the same thing for the technologies, right? This applies to social media, smartphones and everything else. There should be technologies and websites for people who are 18 and older, adults, yeah, I know I'm in a small camp here and especially because I do lead generation and marketing, people would think, no, you probably want less privacy and you probably want to be able to reach your customers at, at, at a, a much um, hyper targeted way. But no, I don't think so. I think it can work for everyone and especially if we're talking about those um people who are under 18, there definitely should be a different set of guidelines and rules as to how you reach them. And today, there really isn't. I mean, we could talk about parental controls and some of the other things that these companies offer, including Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, and Google, but it doesn't really work. It's broken. It's it's merely just an effort to say, hey, look, we're doing something. But it doesn't work, and I can show it to you every single time, whether I'm using, you know, um, Apple, their iOS, or whether I'm using Android, whether I use, you know, Microsoft, like a desktop or a Mac computer. All the issues with privacy is is just there, and they're not really fixing it all around. They're just putting band-aids on it. So we need to take the responsibility away from the tech companies and our leaders and politicians, CEOs, because ultimately those groups of people, right, really just care about the bottom line, right? It, that, that's it. And you as a parent, and if you are an entrepreneur, great, you kind of understand the, where both meet, uh, your entrepreneurship, you wanna grow and have your freedom, but on the same token, you wanna uh, be able to uh, protect your kids, sure. So to me, Uh, profit will definitely come after protecting my kids, you know, and I use a number of applications to help keep my kids safe. And it's exhausting, to be honest. It's very exhausting. It's a lot of, it's really time consuming and it doesn't always work. And of course, they feel the FOMO like any kid would. As I remember when I was in school and, you know, you see another kid get a pair of Jordans and now you go home and you want a pair of Jordans. But those things were much more innocent, you know? A, k- a kid got a beeper, then I want a beeper. Man, those were some good days, good old days, right? When when beeper was the extent of a parent's worry. But not today. Today, it's like everyone's got this super computer and this gateway to a plethora of all sorts of things that are high risk for children. So it's important that you put in place certain uh, uh, safe and and measures to make sure that your kid doesn't get caught into one of those webs, right? And it's important that you really understand how it works. So take the time and understand the dan- dangers that your kids are facing online and with their smartphones. And that includes both Android and iPhones, the iOS. Yes, Apple has done uh, taken measures here recently and done some things to make it safer, uh, give you more privacy. Uh, and advertisers and app, app developers like Facebook are upset at uh, Apple for making it uh, more private for you, the user, but we're just talking about marketing, really. The data is still going around like crazy and it's, it's your, your job to change the settings and make sure that you don't download certain uh, pieces of software and, and make sure that you have the controls in place. Then you can decide what you, know, you want to do with it and which, which risks are too much for you. Okay, but here's the deal, you as an adult, if you're a, you know, if you're a parent, you, you know that you yourself are spending an obscene amount of time on, on the phone, whether you're ordering food or managing your banking or checking emails for your, your, your work. We spend a lot of time, the recent survey says that the, the average US adult spends three hours and 43 minutes on their phone per day. That's nearly two months per year on your phone. So how are we going to tell our kids that they shouldn't be online when we're online? Uh, you know, pretty much twenty-four-seven. So it's changing your habits too, and and being able to lead by example. And I have a hard time doing that sometimes. Right? I own I own and invest in multiple companies. I'm an entrepreneur at heart, and then I do marketing for a lot of different companies. So you know, it's tough to get away from my phone. It's tough to get away from checking my emails on my desktop, but I really try to separate the two and, and you know, lead by example. And I hope that you guys are going to want to do that as well. And I and, and so it's changing behaviors and habits. And so I'm going to give you guys a lot of different uh, tips here today to help you minimize the risks, okay? And, and once you consider a few things, you know, Facebook and Google's, conception of privacy is really security we know that which is not the same right it's like they say that they're going to make sure that the hackers are not going to get your information on on their cloud but um they're going to continually mine it for profits so it doesn't really make sense and apple is out of that game now right but Apple's no 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 uh, innocent um, sort participant in this entire thing either they spent you know a decade making a ton of money out of giving your data over to Facebook and to every other developer that wanted it and they made a profit out of it but what you want to consider is that Google and Facebook collectively own 66% of the top 15 apps so if you think about it really two-thirds of the top apps which are 15 mobile apps, are owned by two companies, Facebook and Google. Let's just say that they really do have a duopoly. And as they face lawsuits over market dominance, the question is how much, mobile, how much of the mobile app economy and digital economy, writ large, um, they own will grow more urgent, right? It, no one knows, no one knows. But the, the reality is, is that you have to be vigilant. And, and, and it, if it's not Facebook or Google, it's gonna be TikTok, it's gonna be Twitter it's going to be LinkedIn, it's going to be Spotify, Twitch, YouTube, and the list goes on and on. But now that you have some context for what what today's conversation is really about, I'm telling you that really what I'm committed to doing here is giving you some unbiased information from a lot of research that I've done over the past decade as a digital marketer who's generated over 23 million leads for customers around the globe. So billions of clicks i really do understand how the online ecosystem works and sort of what most of the threats are to our children so let's list here some of the top threats that you are experiencing or are in at risk for with your kids being connected to technology and the web so first and foremost inappropriate or fake content so inaccurate content if your kid's doing research for a paper at school Don't let them just go Google something. Google is really not that good, okay? People in in the industry think that Google is the end all for everything. It's not. How many times have you done a search for something on Google and and then you're in a rabbit hole because you can't find the accurate information? I do it all the time for subject matters that I'm an expert in, and I come up on the first ten page, first ten uh, links on page one that are all inaccurate. Why? Because the system is manipulated that way. It is, it is set up so that the winners are the ones who want to spend money with Google, who want to do that, right? And so. Fake content, inaccurate content, inappropriate content is the number one problem and the number one threat for your kids online, whether they're using a desktop or a smartphone. The second one is chat rooms. Chat rooms with friends, whether it's groups of SMS or actually online or on a social media website. And hopefully, if your kid is under the age of 13 or 14 or 15, hopefully they're not on a social media app, please, please, if you're a parent or grandparent and you you you're allowing your child to carry a smartphone, make sure that you edit those settings so they're not at risk. And most importantly, no 13-year-old, in my opinion, should be on a social media website. And though the companies that uh, social media on social media apps are saying, "Hey, we are policing that," they're not. They're not, the, the 13 or 14 or 15 year old might become a victim to cyber bullying, which is number three. The number three threat is cyber bullying. And a survey of children's online behavior found that approximately 60% of children who use social media have witnessed some form of bullying. And you can look at the stats at the enough.org. There's a lot of great cyber bullying stats there you know, that's not something that any of us experienced when we were kids. And the difference with cyberbullying is that it sticks around forever. It might be a picture of your kid, right? It's not like someone just made fun of you at school and it ends there. So number three, number four is online scams. Yes, that one really all of us can become a victim to every day, whether it's the uh, children or elderly, especially the elderly, but uh, even us adult, really smart people who are who understand technology and are in business, you can become a victim to phishing, accidentally downloading malware to your device. Phishing is a big issue, right? They send you an email, you click on the link, next thing you know, they have access to your computer, to your files, to your banking information. So, you know, look if you're a, if you're a parent, you want to make sure that all your information is is uh, private, okay? So, files on your computer and things like that, and. You know, even if it's uh, harmless, like uh, a hack that is just trying to infect your computer with a virus, it's still going to cause you to waste a lot of time and money trying to fix it. Uh, number five here. So we're down to number five. We've got the chat rooms, we've got the inappropriate content, cyber bullying, online scams, which is also phishing, and number five here is posting private information. So your private information or PII, personal identifying information. Really needs to be private, and your kids as well. That it's everything from first name, last name, email, phone number, down to you know uh, uh, the the social security. What school they go to? Are they male, female? Date of birth. There's so much information out there that you don't want to give to um, not only these websites, but even if you're shopping like on Amazon, you know some surveys are very invasive, uh, and they'll capture that information and resell it so if you took the time to actually read the privacy policy in terms of use for most websites you probably wouldn't do business with them right uh the last one here that i have is really cyber predators and that's sort of a huge umbrella very broad term cyber predators it could be anything from you know sexual predator or someone who's trying to um capture information on your computer and 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 do something mischievous with it so explaining to your kids the different types of cyber predators that exist out there, it's its really important. And I, I would venture to say that cyber bullying is a, in that umbrella, right? Making sure that you um, are not connecting or being a part of certain communities or groups online or social media that is going to come back to bite you in you know where. <laughs> you know, most posts come back to haunt you know, your kids later in life. That's not something that we had to deal with as, you know, as kids, right? So then I think back to 30 years ago when I was a kid in elementary school and then middle school, like we didn't have to worry about that, you know? No no one was taking pics and then sharing it and videos online. And and it's just important that your kids understand that that data could live there forever and ruin them. So, you know, the the internet, the truth is it doesn't have a, a delete, button and it, you know it's like the opposite of Vegas you know what stays here what happens here stays here that's the model when you go to Vegas um, that's not the case with the internet it's it's what happens here everyone can find out about so something to think about definitely something to talk to your kids about and I keeping them safe from online platforms is really really hard like I said it's a smartphone is a supercomputer that's on the palm of their hands. But now that I've reviewed some of those with you, let's go now to the list of of things that you need to do to make sure you keep them safe. We know what the threats are. We listed six or seven threats here, but now let's go to the things that you want to do to make sure that they stay safe. So what you want to do is get an inventory of all the devices in your home or in the palms of their hands. So start with the smartphone, not only yours, but theirs. If your teenager has a smartphone, then start there. From there, go to their desktop, right? And from the desktop, start looking at other things. Do you have smart speakers, devices like Alexa or or even thermostats and other things? So just kind of go around the house and the car and try to... Paint a a picture of this ecosystem of all devices that are connected, okay? Because all the connected devices are collecting information about you. And, of course, the main one is going to be their smartphone and the computer, definitely those are the two so but take an inventory and start to think about how all those devices are connected through the internet and how it is you know they're they're calling a smartphone and wearables like the apple watch and things like that but really they're just collecting an obscene amount of data on every move you're making you know definitely the phone the smartphone and the computer are the two most dangerous ones so let's really focus on those but as i said take an inventory of everything and i want you to think through how they could be threats for you. Now, review the contacts and apps on your child's phone. So if your child has a phone, take a look at their contacts and the apps that are on their phone. You want to make sure you go through the contacts and you know who is in there. You know, and if you don't know someone, talk to your teenager and ask them who, who that person is, right? It would be strange if they had contact in there for someone that you've never met or heard about. So definitely talk to them about the contacts. Maybe show them your phone and talk to them about the contacts on your phone. You may have colleagues or coworkers, people that you are talking with every day and they don't know about them. So it's just a easy way to show them that it's not that big of a deal. It shouldn't be a secret, right? And then the second thing is looking at what apps are on their phone. So on my smartphone, I have probably no more than 10, 12 apps, no social media apps, no other apps that is collecting, you know, massive amounts of data on every move that I make. So talk to your teen and ask them why they have these apps and then go beyond there and find out about the apps who owns the app where is the company based in what did they do with the data who are the people that work in those companies and then find out because you know if it's one of the top 10 20 apps okay fine they're not any more innocent than the small one but there there could be um apps that aren't really secure for them to be on from these sort of really uh uh hidden companies that you're never gonna find out who owns it and what they're doing with their data, right? So there's lots of those apps on both Apple and on uh, Android, on the Play Store. So another thing, number two, is making sure that you have the latest version of the operating system. So if it's Apple, it's the o- OS, uh, 14, iOS 14, okay? So make sure you have iOS 14 uh, loaded into the phone that's going to be the most secure and then the same thing for android just making sure that the operating system is up to date and on the desktop it's the same situation making sure that you have malware whether it's norton or mcafee or one of the popular ones out there that keep your computer safe from phishing and you know malware attacks uh passwords figure out with your your kid which uh piece of software they're using. They could be using LastPass, they could be using, they, there's lots of different software out there. Firefox, Lockwise, um, there is um, a bunch of them that that can manage passwords for you, but the password is important. Passwords for your banking, password for social media accounts. So you wanna to talk to them about how to manage their passwords because typically the the password or weakness of that password is usually what gives hackers access to the system. So definitely talk about password, and every three to six months, make sure you have a new password that is difficult. Use a password generator. There's tons of password generators out there. just go to a website, type that in to a search bar, and you'll come up with all the sites that do a a password generator. But Firefox, I love. Firefox Lockwise, they generate the password right on the browser for you, and uh, it stores it, but only on your device, okay? Then the email number four is the email. Making sure that they're using two-step authentication and that um, you know they know which service they're using and understand how it works. You know if they're using Gmail versus Yahoo, YMail, um, or or anything else out there. Just understanding how email works and you know unsubscribe to whatever you're not really interested in. You don't want to be receiving a bunch of junk mail to your box and wasting your time next thing is really never clicking on a link Uh, and, and and then if you do get a link on email so it'd be like phishing a link to a website you know nothing about number one don't click it number two report it as spam and if you get it on your sms make sure you also report it in, on Android devices, you block it, and when you block that phone number, it um, blacklists them from um, sending your information. And if you can't get it there, go to the FTC website. If you don't understand how to do it, you can do it in manually. If you continuously get spam emails or SMS messages, unwanted SMS messages, you can report it on the FTC website or the donotcall.gov. That's another good website which is ran by the FTC. If you're getting unwanted phone calls and voice messages, you can report them and make sure that your phone number is listed in the do not call.gov website. That is very important that you have your phone number listed on there. And then decide where you wanna store number, not, number eight here. We're at number eight. Decide where you wanna store your videos and your pictures. There are so many options out there, right? But you want to review the Google Photos and Apple iCloud um, terms of of use and services and how that works for multiple reasons. Number one, privacy. But number two, you would hate to lose your pictures and videos because you didn't understand how they're stored. Are they backed up? And if so, where would you if you lost your account, where could you find that uh, that those pieces of content? So really important. Pictures are important, videos are important to all of us, right? You go out and you vacation with family, you create memories. And then the worst thing is if you can't get into your account to access those pictures, they can be very sentimental to your your kid. So make sure your, your um, teen understands how it's stored. And if you were to lose it, where do you go? Do you back it up on a local device, like an external drive? So think about all of that. Number nine here, never give a credit card to enter into a website. So if your teenager is using your credit card to order something online, which first of all, I hope that they're not doing this on their own. I want if you if you're a parent and you're just saying, here's the Amazon account, go to it. Here's a credit card. That's to me just no good. You're putting yourself and them at risk in big time. So if they're going to shop for something, buy something, make sure you're sitting right next to them and make sure that you know the website they're on and that, uh, you know, your credit card is safe, right? Because when you just put out your credit card information like that, it, things can happen and I've seen it happen for sure. So being careful with chat as well, you can go on certain websites, just like the forums and the chat rooms, a chat bot on a website does not mean it's safe. So it comes back to educating yourself to understand is the website that you're visiting a legitimate website maybe they're visiting a blogger's a blogger or an influencer's website and it might not be safe right so you want to want to understand go to the contact page find out where that company is located before you start chatting with someone and giving them information maybe they're just trying to buy something but you don't know if it's a reputable website right? It might look really nice like a Shopify type e-commerce website and you go, oh, it's safe. You don't know that. Look in the privacy policy. Look at the address. Where's the company located? Did you look it up to see if it's a legitimate company, right? Who is leading the company? So make sure you do that due diligence, okay? All right, number 11 here. Super, super important. When you go out to a Starbucks or anywhere publicly, don't use public Wi-Fi, I mean, that's just my opinion. Never, never use public Wi-Fi, not at a restaurant, not at a hotel. I don't want to be in a network bunched with a bunch of other people and putting myself at danger for a hacker getting into my device. So what do I do? I pay five bucks a month and I get, uh, you know, a hotspot on my, uh, my plan, on my uh, Metro plan, Metro, Mobile, T-Mobile, same thing. But get your hotspot and, and then you can tether your phone to give it the internet connection that it needs or your computer right because i don't want to be on a network with a bunch of other people who you know who are exposing themselves to a potential hack so never never use wi-fi and if you do use wi-fi please don't do anything uh important or sensitive like your banking definitely not your banking now Turn off location and never share your address or school or anything like that. The location to me is a really important one. A lot of the information that that these companies are capturing from you and your kid is based on location. They want to know exactly where you are, the IP address down to what stores that they can push messages. And it's not just ads, right? It's giving that whole history of where you've been and what you've done, which if you're a hacker, and I know every location that you've been to, and I, you know, am able to hack into your account, imagine what kind of engagement I could have with you, and 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 make you feel like you can trust me because I know everything about you, right? So again, it's the same thing online. Not putting your home address, you know, publicly. Um, telling anybody where your kids go to school and that's sort of a thing, which I know it's kind of tough because everyone's sharing everything online and you typically end up seeing either their uniform or the school name or, you know, tagging location and things like that. But don't, I wouldn't tag location. And honestly, if you're on social media, you shouldn't be checking into anywhere. I know businesses want their customers to do that. Don't, just don't check into anywhere. People are just keeping a diary of everything that you've done, which is just going to make the, Easier for them to to um, talk to your bank or talk to your financial advisor or whoever and pretend that they're you. Why? Because they have all that information. So I I would just keep location turned off at all times. And if you have to use GPS to get somewhere, great. You do that and then you turn it back off. Now. Number 13 here is I recommend that you use a VPN. So you can look up at what a VPN is, but it's basically a very cheap piece of software, you know, a low price, I shouldn't call it cheap. I should say it's low priced, but it's, it's a great way to access websites and apps from other locations other than yours. So it kind of gives you an extra firewall and it really just helps not sharing all the information about you with the businesses and the websites that you visit. So it's an extra layer of protection is what it is. And sometimes it could cost like a couple dollars a month to have a VPN and put your whole family on there. And it just Again, just adds more anonymity, and I like that. I think it's important to have that. And of course, advertisers and marketers don't want you to have that, but and neither do Facebook or the the Googles of the world. They love for you to tell them exactly where you are, what you're doing, what device, what you're eating. You know, they want you to have your microphone on, access to your contacts, access to your pictures. And I'm just, it's it's just too much information, right? Now, when you're browsing on your uh, desktop or your phone, I'm gonna recommend that you use one of three browsers and or search engines. If you're using a browser, Firefox, all day. Firefox is a nonprofit organization, right? Brave, the same thing, you can use it on your phone. But, you know, Chrome and Microsoft Edge and, uh, you know, Safari, all these Tech companies have these br- these browsers that is just there to collect all your information. I say don't use it. I say if you're looking for a search uh, search engine, DuckDuckGo, that's the one to go to. DuckDuckGo has been working really hard. They're still very like small amount of search, but the, the search results is honestly no better or worse than Google. The difference is they're not collecting obscene amounts of data and retargeting you for everything that you're doing and then following you online. So use Firefox for browser, use DuckDuckGo for search, tell your kids to do the same. That's really, really important because all that information that you're giving up, even when your location is off, it's just just putting you at risk, you know? And then messaging. Messaging, whether it be text or whether it be direct message, the DM that all the kids talk about. Oh, DM me here, DM me there. You don't know who is direct messaging on the other end because an account could be hacked. So. From time to time, you need to really take, you know, sit down, and talk to your kids and look at their direct messages. Who are they doing this DM with? Right. And the same thing for email and same thing for text. I don't think it's being, you know, nosy. In in my opinion, it's just protecting them and keeping them safe. So from now on, when your kid is downloading an app, I'd like for you to ask them to talk to you about the app. Go learn about the business right know what what the like what is the app asking you for and who owns the app it will tell you who owns it you can go to their website from their website find out where the company is located who owns the company and what they do with your data super super important know what apps to give them access to and there are going to be some apps you're going to come to a conclusion that wait a minute this company is very shady and that means that you are bringing a device into our house that is accessing the same data point and ip address on the same network it's not going to work it's not going to work for you you're putting your family in danger so really understand who owns the apps why why does your kid need that app right because truly you you have to figure out with them a, a list of like the wants versus the needs right do you need email do you need text Do you need gaming? Do you need social media? No, some of those apps you don't need. And it's really better if they use a desktop versus a um, a, a smartphone. Smartphone is collecting so much more data on the apps. Now, again, understand the company who owns them. Opt out of allowing them to collect your data. iOS 14, the Apple update is fantastic. It allows you to basically reject and um, those companies won't be able to collect all your data and retarget you. So definitely make sure you turn that off so that they're not collecting all your data. And if you're using Android, well, they're still collecting a lot of data. And I I just wouldn't download apps that are asking to have access to my contacts, to my microphone, to my pictures, to my camera, which apps like TikTok and apps like uh, Instagram, all of them are going to force you with the terms of use to have all those features of your smartphone on it's insane it's like having big brother with you and every time you activate that app you're giving them access to everything so i wouldn't do it i would say you have to use desktop and i'm sorry you're gonna have to miss out on TikTok or whatever it is and uh yeah you know it's just everybody's got different different uh, family rules you know and if if you're good with that then you know more power to you i'm not um okay so Android Family Link it's called Family Link you know you you it, you choose the age range of the kids right from you know 7 to 10 from 4 to 6 you know 12 13 you choose the date range right the age range and and everything that's on there is approved by by teachers there's a whole sort of a um, committee and body of of people who do this site type of research at the academic level and i would definitely give kudos not only to google but also to apple with their parental controls they are doing a good job with that the problem is that they're not educating you the user the parents and you're not edu- they're not educating the kids and saying hey before you use your smart device come over here and use all the settings they're creating the settings um and controls but they're not really forcing it like i would bet that 99 percent of the people listening to this podcast do not know about family link by android right or by, by google so and how they can use it on uh, not only their smart home devices but their their uh, mobile devices and uh websites so Family link is really cool. You can really, you know, make sure that you have, like, for example, YouTube also. Instead of having YouTube for your kids, you have YouTube kids, which is different, right? It's a, a different uh, way of setting it up. So I will never let my kids look at videos on YouTube, the actual YouTube channel, because that is the biggest, you know, hole of garbage and 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 stuff that you I mean really it's a complete waste of time for most of the content that's on there. Now there's a lot of great YouTubers for adults. For adults it's different whether it's educational or entertaining and that's great. No problem. But for kids it's a complete waste of time. And so if you are going to have your kids be on YouTube make sure that it's YouTube Kids. And it's a different app. It's a different website. You have to actually log in and give your parent the parents email and put on the 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 birthday, the right DOB and all of that. So if you're doing YouTube, please make sure it's YouTube Kids for the kids. Also, um, you know, through all those parental controls, you can you can figure out what their activity is, manage the app, screen times, and, and basically find out the history of what sites they're going to. And even if they delete some of those sites, there's ways around it so that you know where they're staying. So I think it's being vigilant. It's not being, you know... Um, Uh, Not not giving your kids privacy. It's just we live in a different world today. And so it's up to you to protect your kids. And you can't allow these tech companies or your kids friends to tell you how this is done. You have to create it. It's up to you to do that. Um, A good resource that you can use to find out app reviews, I really always look at this before I download an app for one of my my kids, especially when it comes to like gaming apps, is Common Sense Media. So go to commonsensemedia.org forward slash app reviews. And then, um, again, you know, just like TikTok too or Instagram, it's supposed to be not for kids under 13, but kids always find a way around that. If your kid has a, you know, a smartphone, they're going to find a way to hide the app somewhere. Or, uh, you know, they're going to, before they get home every day, they're going to delete the app and then delete the history from the app store. So there's a lot of things they can do. But if you have the parental controls and you have like family link for for Google and you have your Apple uh, devices all uh, connected to one device and it's then then there's no way around that right so but I think it's just being having those honest conversations no different than streaming services like Netflix and Hulu if you're gonna give them access to streaming services like that you want to make sure that they have only the content that is um, you know appropriate for them same thing for gaming Twitch think about twitch which is owned by Amazon you know they' they're, they're gonna say it's 13 years old and then their discord uh, conversations that kind of it's a you know messaging forum they say they recommend 15 plus but really I've tested it you could you could be an 11 year old a 10 year old and still get around um, you know, some of these applications. So it's you, the parent, who is really bears that responsibility to check to see. Um, for music, Spotify, we love Spotify, right? We love the podcasts on Spotify, we love the music, but you want to use Spotify for kids. Okay. And iHeart, they have our iHeart family. So they all these apps, they are offering you a way to give to stay safer and um, create an extra level of privacy. The problem is most people are not, most parents are not taking advantage of it. So another category, right? We, we, we talked about videos, streaming, gaming, music. How about shopping? Never, under any circumstances, just tell your, you know, give your kid even a desktop or a, um, Amazon app and say, here, go shopping, um, go look for products because there's a lot of products on Amazon that aren't appropriate for kids. So that's another thing to look at. Reddit. Reddit is re- d- definitely a website that um, your teenagers really shouldn't be on unless you have the settings set up right, which again, most people are not doing that. They're just logging into and creating profiles on all these platforms using the same default settings, which is not going to really help you, right? Now, we can also talk about other ways to supplement your kid's education with soft skills, which in, in the context of today's conversation, I know it's not really what, what I was you know, hoping to do. It was more about safety, but I think it really comes down to that is that you, you have to think about t- today in 2021 with all the technology, with COVID and all the things that are going on, it's like, what, what other ways can you supplement your kid's growth? with using soft skills right so they have their education that's fantastic they have the technology you're going to try to limit you're going to try to be smart as to what they do with this super computer or smartphone you're going to try to be smart with the internet connection itself this portal right on their on their desktop but like what soft skills can you give them that are you know have been around forever since the beginning of time You know, and those things they don't learn online. I'm sorry, the kids just don't learn some of the the crucial soft skills um, that you do in everyday life, whether it's, you know, how to greet somebody and how to shake their hands, keep eye contact, body language, Um, just social teach them different social cues in different situations because it is a little awkward today. When kids get together, not only because of COVID, but because of the amount of technology, no one is really connecting with one another, right? And so I think that, yeah, you, there's an opportunity there for you to do that. Even other things that we do with our kids, you know, celebrate them being on time. You know, they mean business. When they wake up, they get dressed, they go to school, you know, um watch a movie or a show listen to a podcast and we'll talk about the issues and get their feedback you know those aren't things uh, that that has anything to do with technology but it's different ways of 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 sort of enriching their experience growing up as as a kid in 2021 is very different than you know any of us how any of us grew up so you know i love teaching my kids, how to manage time and money. And certainly there are certain apps that I use and I show them um, that I use some of those to save time and of course manage money. But ultimately I'm like, listen, if the if the average adult spending three hours and 43 minutes on the phone and kids are spending about the same, is that where you want to spend your time? You know? And teaching them that saying no sometimes is is the right thing to do. Have your priorities straight. Don't let the advertisers, the app companies, the gaming companies dictate what you do with your time. Because if you do that, time will just go by and you'll have wasted a bunch of time doing nothing online. And yes, we can always pick out the one or two Mark Zuckerbergs or Elon Musks, whoever from Silicon Valley who, you know, hey, I was a coder when I was a kid and then I became a big, you know, successful uh, entrepreneur. Yeah, that's like one in a million, maybe even more, right? Most kids are not just because they spend time online or gaming, it doesn't mean that they're going to do anything, you know, of significance in this world. So my advice is just teach your kids some of the soft skills, you know, travel with them, show them what, 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 what life is all about, you know, and the only challenge right now other than technology is really COVID. And, it, and you know if not for covid we'd be doing other things like the the extracurriculars like soccer and karate dance and all the other things and some people feel more comfortable now and i respect that and they're doing that but we're not with our kids and so it's a, one of those conversations that, that we say we got to wait until things get better and um you know can't wait for them to see their friends again and so you know, we're lucky to have four and so they, four kids. And so they entertain each other. So it's a a little bit easier. But, um, the other challenge that we have with four, um, also is that we have more opportunity for them making mistakes online. And so we're, I'm going to stay vigilant and I know it's going to take time, but I hope you do too. And I, I really hope that in today's episode, you got a lot of value out of it. I'm going to put a bunch of links in my show notes. Um, I'll write a blog post about this episode. And so I, I look forward to having you guys back here on the next episode and we'll talk soon. All right.